Relic Radio. This is Relic Radio Sci-Fi, old-time radio science fiction stories from RelicRadio.com. American beer Carling Black Label presents another story in the dramatic series The Challenge of Space. Good evening. This is Charles B. Ryan, Director of Space Research here at the New Mexico Center. The authorities responsible for space exploration projects, both here and in other countries, normally approach their tasks on a completely practical basis. So, in our story tonight, it was surprising to find a high-ranking officer of the International Space Service asking the question, where was Atlantis? sun sets fire to the faraway hills. When the rivers flow red in the twilight, then the long shadows slowly fade into darkness. When the action's over and stories are retold round a log fire, that's when a man needs a beer. Carling Black Label. Husky, lusty, and strong. Carp, the man's brand. Extra strength Carling Black Label is now brewed right here in South Africa, so you don't lose a day of that lusty, lively taste Carling is world famous for. If you've got a thirst, put our brand on it. Carling Black Label, brewed for men in 18 breweries around the world. Commander Robin Selwell of the International Space Service looked at General Corder in some amazement at the question. He'd always known Corder to be a practical officer, efficient in building up the resources of his command, and with a keen understanding of the human problems involved in space travel. To find him dabbling in the realms of mythology was so unexpected that Selwell thought it might be some kind of a catch question. So he approached it cautiously. Do... You want a serious answer, General Corder? Yes, Robin, I do. Where was Atlantis? Well, sir, I, I don't know much about it, but I, I don't think anyone really knows where it was or even if it existed. I knew you wouldn't let me down, Robin. You at least know the salient facts, that uh, scientists have located the mythical continent variously in the Atlantic, off the mouth of the Mediterranean and the region of the Canary Islands, 
or as, a, as an island in the Aegean Sea off Greece. Nothing has ever been found lying beneath any of these waters to suggest that any of them might have been the site of the supposed lost continent, General. No traces of human handiwork or anything. Yeah, that's true. Wouldn't you say that that was significant? Well, I'd say it was to be expected, since it's doubtful if any such place existed. Uh-huh. We think that it does exist. Did exist, surely. We're talking of something that was supposed to have disappeared ages ago. I don't know how long that'll be, Robin, but our figure is 12,000 years ago. Yes, sir. Send Lieutenant Martin in, will you? He should be waiting in the outer office. Right away, sir. Thank you. I'd like you to meet Alan Martin, Robin. Lieutenant Martin? Is he a new man here? He's on special assignment. The rank is honorary, but it... uh, Kind of puts him under our direction. Oh, yeah. A civilian. A scientific archaeologist, actually. Are you sent for me, General Corder? Yes, Alan. Lieutenant Alan Martin, Commander Robin Selwell. How do you do, Commander? Lieutenant? Alan, I've told Commander Selwell of our belief that the so-called last continent of Atlantis does exist. Perhaps you'd like to amplify that? Yes, sir. Well, through many centuries, there has always been the belief that more than just folklore or imaginative flights of fancy lay behind the consistent reports concerning Atlantis. Plato located it as lying outside the Pillars of Hercules, or in the Atlantic off the Straits of Gibraltar. In other words... Uh, but, Lieutenant, uh, most of us left Plato behind at school. Well, I haven't finished yet, Commander. Our Russian friends have one of the oldest known papyrus rolls concerning an expedition that was dispatched to find Atlantis. <laughs> you can't tell me that the hard-headed reds are collecting tales of mythology. Uh, this was one of the items they took over from the Tsar. The pharaoh of the time dispatched an expedition to search for Atlantis and uh, traces of their own ancestors. But it returned after five years having found nothing. Well, I'm not really surprised. But look, this is the 21st century. What's all this got to do with us? Well, we're coming to that. I told you that uh, we think we know where Atlantis is. Yeah, but where? On Mars. On Mars? It is rather a startling conception, isn't it? But uh, Alan will tell you why we think this is. Yes, sir. Well, Commander, I'm sure you're quite well acquainted with the fact that the maps of Mars, uh, poor as they are at present, have for many centuries shown an area designated as Atlantis. Well, of course I know that. Surface features have to be given some kind of a reference. Surely this is just being given the name of an Earth feature, if it amounts to that. We think that it's the other way around. What? That Atlantis always was on Mars. And it's this that's referred to in our mythology. Yeah, but listen, that... Uh, Before you say any more, sir, uh, this is an ancient map of the Atlantis of legend. I won't say where we got it. Have the Ruskies checked up on their museums lately? One wonders, but if you like to compare the map uh, with this latest survey picture of the area of Mars known as Atlantis... Hey, look at that. They're practically the same. Mm, There's little doubt about it. This formation of three craters... A ridge running slantwise through the area. Yeah. A single peak. Well, they tally almost exactly. Ah, but I I don't believe it. The surveyor picture is genuine. So the map you've got must be a fake. Ah, you're being taken in by some humorist in Moscow. I didn't say that's where we got the map, Commander. No, but you didn't deny it. Uh, Robin, we're keeping our own counsel on this. But uh, what would you say of a commander of powerful forces who sent out an expedition involving a long and complicated journey on nothing more tangible than a story or a supposition. General Corder, I'd say that 
He was making a very long shot at something that would be difficult to explain to a higher authority. And, uh, privately, you'd think he'd gone nuts, eh? <laughs> well, that ancient pharaoh could do what he liked. There wasn't any higher authority than him. But I'm risking my reputation on sending you to Mars, Robin. To... To Mars, you are? Yep, and I have permission from higher up. You have, sir? Then what's so important about this mission? I mean, surely it's more than just an archaeological expedition to another planet. Yeah, you're right, it is. We believe that the Atlanteans, whoever they were, had the secret of an anti-gravity force. What? And that is what you and Lieutenant Martin are going to find. There's your target, Robin, between the center grid and the viewer. We're in a parking orbit that'll keep us right above it. You've done a very nice job on positioning, Andy. Uh, it's been done before. But what's our interest in this spot on the Martian surface? Mine? Practically nil. Are you still keen on the mission, Alan, after all those weeks in flight? Of course. But perhaps you'd better tell Major Sinclair just what we're engaged on in this exploration. Ah, uh, you tell him. Still sounds like a fairy story to me. I'm sorry you feel that way, sir. Because we have it from ancient writings in Sanskrit that the Vimana definitely did what exist. Vimana? What are they? Flying machines of 6,000 odd years ago. Aren't you sorry you asked, Andy? Uh, it's an answer that I never expected. But uh, go on, Alan. How, how are they supposed to work? Oh, by some sort of an anti-gravity field. We think that the knowledge was passed on by the former inhabitants of Atlantis. And uh, we're above the Martian area called Atlantis, is that it? That's about it, Andy. Uh, but that would suppose that the Martians had been to Earth in ages past. And we've now come to Mars. In fact, we've been mapping and exploring the planet for some time now. So you think it would not have been impossible for Earth to have had visitors, eh? I'm not speculating. The task of this mission is to land on the area of Mars called Atlantis. Which is purely a practical engineering and space travel exercise. And that's true. Then Robin and I are to carry out a survey of ground features. Which will be one mountain peak, three large craters, and a lot of very dusty desert. And, if it's possible, to try to determine if there is an even force of gravity here. And if not, well, what is affecting it? I must say that item three is a bit of a big jump from the other two. Oh, it's merely a scientific investigation. If there is nothing in it, then that's the end of the matter. Aye, lad. But they won't be able to say that you haven't tried. Tell me, has there been any curiosity on the part of the rest of the crew about our mission? No, Robin. They're a bit curious as to why a commander of the space fleet should have been sent on the mission and find it a bit strange that you should have been backed up by a lieutenant and not a more senior officer, since it's obvious that you're both working together. Well, if they get really curious, just tell them that I needed someone to tell me some bedtime stories. All right, Andy. Alan and I will get some rest, and then we'll go down to the surface and get on with preparing this nil report that Alan's going to write for the powers that be back home. All systems check out okay, Robin. All right, Alan. We'll go out in a few minutes. Our descent module seems to be resting on a solid area. I'll contact Sinclair in the command ship and tell him what we're going to do. Atlantis base ship to command ship, over. Thought you said there was no such place as Atlantis, Commander. There's a firm enough surface here, Andy, but I'm not committing myself to anything else at the moment. I will just make sure that the base... 
bishop is arresting firmly, Robin. Yeah, I'll confirm that as soon as we leave it, Andy. Then we're going to take a look around. Roger. Don't go too far from your base, though. Why not, Andy? What's the matter? Our life support systems give us a fair range. We can observe one or two dust storms on the surface. We can't say for certain that they're in your area. But just watch the horizon, eh? Okay. Barometer seems steady enough at the moment. Visibility's good. But I'll confirm security of the ship and keep in touch. Okay, over and out. What is the procedure in the event of a dust storm, Robin? Uh, we have to get back to the ship and pressurize. Then we extend the stabilizing arms. There's no danger of the ship being blown over. The wind pressure's not great enough. But you wouldn't want to be caught outside, that's for sure. So we'd better make our first trip onto the surface while it's calm. Ah, this is my third landing on Mars, and I still don't like the purple sky. It's magnificent. I've never seen anything quite like it. That's unusual, I suppose. All those miles of red desert soon get you down. I told you what you'd find here. We seem to be in exactly the right place, Commander. There's the single peak we were expecting. One bearing observation won't be enough. But uh, you see the lowest escarpment on the northern horizon? Yeah. Well, that's the largest of your three craters. And there, southwest, you can just see the tumbled edge of the other. Well, the third's too far away to be visible. Hey, let's see your map. Uh, from what you've just said, we should be right here. Where do you imagine your Atlantis is? Atlantis, with its cities and its anti-gravity flying machines. Well, according to the map and the photographs, just here. Ah, uh, then you've got a better imagination than I've got. All you've got here is an unbroken expanse of red dust for hundreds of kilometers... One peak and a couple of crater rims sticking up like escarpments in this infernal purple sky. Commander, I can't see the uh, smaller of the two crater rims. It's it's all hazy over there. What? Hey, yeah, you're right, fella. Come on, back to the ship, quick as you can. Well, what is it? A dust storm? Yeah, as far as I know. But I've never seen one from ground level before. So you've never actually lived through one in a grounded spaceship? No, but don't worry. I know the theory. And with any luck, we'll get out of this one. If we don't, we're going to be the first human beings to die on Atlantis. Know something? In these mellow after-supper hours, there's nothing like a beer to make a man feel good, relaxed and good. And there's no beer like a Carling Black Label. Carling is the man's brand, the great American beer that's now brewed right here in South Africa, so you don't lose a day of that lusty, lively taste Carling is world famous for. Got a thirst? Then why not get your hands on a Carling right now, cold and frosty in the can. Man, oh man, isn't that just what real beer is all about? No wonder Carling is enjoyed by men in more than 50 countries around the world. Go for the man's brand. Go for Carling. Carling Black Label. Well, it looks as if your theory was quite correct, Commander. Yeah. Our ship hasn't moved an inch. Looks as if we must have been down on bedrock. Ah, but what a way to spend 48 hours cut off from everything and everyone in a 
gritty red fog. Well, you can't complain about it being gritty in here. Oh, no, you're right. We got the cabin pressurized to several Martian atmospheres, so nothing can... Anyway, no, no, what I'm complaining about is the boredom. Mm, well, it wouldn't have been so bad if we could have worked on the project. But our information on Atlantis is so sketchy. It wouldn't make adequate directions for a good walk back home, let alone here on Mars. Well, I've written out part of my report. You could ride out all of it without waiting for the dust storm to subside. Then we can get back into orbit and push off for home. Mm. Well, I've just written up to the point where we got back into the spaceship, reestablished cabin pressure, and extended the stabilizing arms. Well, that's a scientific fact anyway. You, you know, Robin, I'm rather puzzled that the ship is standing on solid rock in an area of deep sand. Well, we're on one edge of an outcrop. I noticed that while we were examining the ship for security. Yeah, you get the same sort of thing in the desert areas on Earth. Yeah, I suppose so. Shows that the sand can't be too thick, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose it could. Oh, the wind's going down. Yeah. Looks like it's coming to an end. Let's see if we can contact the command ship. Mars Atlantis base ship commander to command module. Do you read me over? Hello, Atlantis base ship. Reading your strength three. How are things? Over. Hello, Andy. We're in good shape. Looks like the storm's blowing itself out. We hadn't been able to raise you, but we weren't really concerned. You told us you were in the ship, so there was nothing to worry about. Now, what's the next move? Uh, Alan, what now? Well, once the dust has settled, we take another look outside, sir. Andy, we'll go along with the mission as far as we can. And then, so help me, we're coming home. I've had enough of this particular spot to last me for the next 12,000 years. Okay, this is as high as we go. It's all the grandstand you're going to need to give this area the lowdown. Well, how high is this peak, do you think? Mm, thousand meters, not much more. Ground features tend to get a bit eroded with these dust storms. You saw what two days of it did to our base ship. Yeah. Well, the visibility is good again. Hey, Robin, is that the rim of the third crater, the one we couldn't see before? No. No, I don't think it can be. Uh, it's in the correct direction. Yeah, but that crater lies about 15 or 20 kilometers away. I doubt if we'd be able to see it anyway. Well, what is it, then? That seems to me like a, like a wall. Robin, I thought so, too, but, but I wanted to see what you made of it. It wasn't visible the other day. No, no, I I definitely looked in that direction. There was nothing there. There was just sand. And our base ship is up on a bit of a rise. So we definitely have seen whatever it is, if it had been visible. It wasn't. So it must have been buried in the sand, and, and the storm scoured it out. Come on, let's get over there. Hello, not the spaceship. This is the command ship here. What are you two discussing down there? Where are you off to now? This is a time to be non-committal, Andy, but we think the storm has uncovered some sort of a ground feature by blowing away the sand. We're going across to investigate. Is it far? It's about three kilometers or so. It's a bit difficult to tell. Man, what is it like, this thing you found? Andy, I said this is a time to be non-committal, and I meant it. Do you expect me to tell you fairy stories? <laughs> Aren't you saying, I told you so. <laughs> Whoever may have put it here, this is most certainly the remains of a building. But, oh, it's, it's more than that, Robin. It's, well, only part of the structure's been exposed, but it's 
It's on a tremendous scale. Yeah, it looks to me a bit like some of the ancient Egyptian temples. Well, well, at least only in scale. But there's nothing on earth that really resembles this. It's, yeah, except those steps. Worn a little by the passage of feet, wouldn't you say? Oh, no, sir, I wouldn't say. It isn't scientific. They're a bit shallow for us. We can take them two at a time in our spacesuits. Yeah, but you, you'd almost expect somebody or, or something to come out of one of those doorways. Well, not with them blocked with sand like that. Oh, well, no, but scientific way of putting it or not, you must have the feeling that the people who left here once might be coming back. Yeah, I know what you mean, Robin. I always used to get that feeling when I visited ancient ruins. But I can tell you that these are quite unique in my experience. <laughs> to heck with that, in my experience, too. <laughs> I'm sure. But I wonder where these steps lead to. Well, brother, we'll soon find out. We're coming up to the top now. There. Hey, we're well above the level of the plane. Yeah, but still below the level of the ridge where the base ship is resting. Yeah, you can see it clearly. And the steps seem to have led up to... Where this observation platform, I suppose you'd call it, overlooks a big square paved area. What do you make of that? That is a landing and takeoff area. Why are you so sure? Uh, that's what it suggests to me as an astronaut. More, I would say. A launching area. Uh, I could get the base ship in here easily. Well, it seems to be flat enough. Yeah, and big enough. It, it seems to be marked out in some fashion. You see, a different colored stone has been used to make a pattern of some kind in the paving. Yeah, well... I'll leave you to sort out the patterns. I'm going to have a look round. Robin? Yeah? Could you really fly the base ship over to here? What? Yes, of course I could. Without using up too much fuel? Well, I would be cutting it a bit fine with our ascent motor burn, but I'd only need to just lift off. I could maneuver it in here on the thrusters. But I'd need a good reason for doing it. Well, I couldn't give you any good reason. But I got a hunch. Well, we haven't any good reason for being here in the first place. Okay, I'll go and bring it over. You didn't hear most of our conversation, Andy. We were out of relay range of the ship, but we've just put up a space first. Alan Martin looked down while I showed him how me, the new Atlantean, can fly a base ship. Uh, didn't I take you long to become a citizen? I hope you two are taking lots of pictures. I want to see this lot when you're finished exploring. I'm going up to join Alan on the observation platform. Well, that's what we're using it as, anyway. Roger. We have a fix on the base ship in its new position. Now that you're within the relay range of the ship, leave your transmitters on so that I can monitor you while you explore. Will do. Over and leaving transmission open. Well, Alan, there she sits, dead center on the path. Is it, Robin? Is it actually dead center? Hmm, and I was just congratulating myself on a nice bit of maneuvering. <laughs> Sorry, Robin. I'm not an astronaut. And as an observer, I was just asking if you were in the middle, that's all. <laughs> okay. Well... Yeah, it is dead center. But listen, why is it so important? I couldn't say. But did the layout of the paved area here look anything like the sketch that I've made? Uh, you know, sort of a, a series of arrowheads leading up to where you've got the base ship? Uh, show me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then there's this sort of dotted line running in the same direction. Yeah. And over there, beyond the ship. Mm. Yeah, you got it exactly. Well, I wonder what it all means. I can't see anything directional in the ground features... The peak isn't in line or the craters. Well, you wouldn't expect it, would you? A landing or a takeoff area would be marked out for flying references. Yeah, 
Commander, I don't entirely agree. The arrowheads were obviously intended to locate some ground object, but I can't think what the dotted line indicates. Some flying object? A satellite, perhaps. Or a moon. I haven't seen any moon. Oh, Phobos and Deimos. Mars has two, but they're so near the surface you can never see them from some parts of the planet. But that's Deimos there, look, just above the horizon. Yeah, it's going fast. Well, they have quite a short rotational period. But it's going in a different direction. Would it ever come directly over here? We can get the command ship to check it out on the computer. But I should imagine it would. It progresses. It works its way a bit further over on each revolution. Mm, how long before it is likely to pass overhead? Yeah, we can find out. Hello, Andy. Do you read us? Aye. That'll be 18 hours, Norman. How is that for service? <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Is that a wild guess? Yeah, a wild guess by computer. Well, then that's good enough for me. Alan, we've got plenty of time to have a good look around these ruins, and I'm not missing the opportunity, so come on and keep your camera working. Alan, admitting that a circular tour of an Atlantean city which seems to be all steps and galleries is a tiring business... Why do you want us to stay in our flight chairs a full 12 hours before takeoff? It's just a hunch I've got, Commander. I can't give you any good reason. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I can only say that the sight of the moon moving steadily nearer and nearer has given me an idea. Yeah, I've known many a good man get ideas by moonlight, but for rather different reasons. Yeah. Well, I'm not used to these odd conditions on other planets as you are, Commander. If it means anything to you, on this pass... The moon Demos will follow your dotted line right over our base ship here. Whoever laid this area out was a real expert on local astronomy. Now, I can't see it now. It hey, must be... Hey! What? We're moving. Impossible. There's no wind. No, the, the G-forces are beginning to build up. Commander, we're going up! For heaven's sake! We're being pulled up into orbit by one of those Martian moons. That must be what your anti-gravity stories were all about! in the wake of this moon now for 24 hours. If Andy Sinclair can't locate us, we shall orbit here for... well, until our oxygen runs out. Is there any chance Major Sinclair will be able to track us? It depends on how the aerials are aligned. Although if we're screened by the moon, he may never find us. Hello, Atlantis module. I'm right behind you. I'm in orbit with Demos, too. Well, it's... It's Andy. It's great to hear your voice, Andy. Andy, where are you? <laughs> I told you, right behind you. Can't you see my flash of lights? Oh, it's too bright, Robin. We can't see anything. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. I can see you, so I'm coming in for a rendezvous. Oh, but for Pete's sake, Andy, how did you manage it? The computer calculated your orbit by tracking your voice transmissions. Fortunately, you seem to have plenty to talk about. Andy, Andy, we found this anti-gravity thing. It must be some sort of an astronomical freak of natural conditions. Seems like you, Robin. Yeah, now, if we can get a proper survey party down there... Not a chance. There's been the greatest sandstorm of all time blowing since you got into orbit. I'm afraid you've lost your takeoff pad, and likely the entire city of Atlantis. There will come a time when a trip to Mars will be undertaken as a routine exploration mission. And what we shall find there is already a matter of speculation with, even now, a need to modify our ideas in the light of actual knowledge. Much that is mundane will come to light, but the discoveries that will add vastly to man's knowledge of the solar system and the universe will make space travel, man's most glorious adventure, more than worthwhile. 
And now, until next week, this is Charles B. Ryan here at the New Mexico Space Research Center wishing you all good night. sun burns straight overhead and the grass lies scorched underfoot, when the breeze is gone and the air hangs heavy as lead, when the red dust cakes on a man's face and the dryness bites deep in his throat, that's when a man needs a beer. Carling Black Label Beer. Husky, lusty, and strong. Carling is the man's brand. Extra strength Carling Black Label is now brewed right here in South Africa. So you don't lose a day of that lusty, lively taste Carling is world famous for. If you've got a thirst, put our brand on it. Carling Black Label. Brewed for men in 18 breweries around the world. Carling invites you to listen again next week to another story in this dramatic series, The Challenge of Space.